0: Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. we talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because, like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. This is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast Awesome,
0: Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, all the best. But yeah, but this week we wanted to talk about um, you know one of our relatively newer trips. Um, you know, like we do like to do specific trip talks. We yeah, you know, we did Nepal a few weeks ago. We've done Morocco recently and Killy. Um, But one of the kind of almost the newest trip, really, I'd say one of the newest Mm. um, is Gran Paradiso. Gran Paradiso. Um, In Italy. And we we just wanted to talk a little bit about that today, even for just like 10, 15 minutes about, um, uh, what an opportunity um, later this year. And also as well, just talk about the trip a little bit more. Yeah, no, 100%. And and why why we think it's it's awesome. It's certainly, you know, we've had heaps of bookings and and people going on there um, this year and into next year, um, which is great um but we feel like we want to give it a bit of space so we can explain cuz it is one of those relatively newer ones that um I mean it all started really isn't it if we, if we go back last year yeah spring we were invited out by um actually the local
1: tourism board wasn't it in Grand Paradiso? yeah so um Gran Paradiso is uh, i I think I'm correct in saying it's the oldest national park founded in 1922 yeah um, and we were uh, contacted by the, uh, I would say, the president of the national park and the local yeah. tourism board, local government um, as sort of trip providers that, yeah. they, that we should go over there and sort of visit the park. Um, because it's it's a little bit of a lesser known gem, you know, I think, because
0: it is. Grand it's
1: Paradiso it obviously gets its name from Mount Grand Paradiso, which is the largest mountain that sits solely within Italy. Yeah. Um, everyone's, you know, Mont Blanc is shared that's true. the that's, French. That's
0: good, I like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's
1: the Italians lay claim solely to Grand Paradiso. Yeah, And it's often seen as um, uh, a warm-up to Mont Blanc if you're going to do the summits. Yeah. But actually, if you just sort of get to the summit and turn around and look around, you'll see one of the best national parks in Europe. Yeah. I mean, it is... We were blown away by it. I think when we went there.
0: Well, we were there for best part of best part of a week. Um, yeah, you know, just just seeing all the not just the mountains, but you know, we wanted to see the villages and get to know the local communities there and yeah. and, and why, you know, what why it's worth visiting, really. Um, you know, and, and obviously we're trackers ourselves, and we wanted to make sure that it was kind of something we thought that ever trackers would like. Yeah. Um, but we didn't realise how popular it was. I mean, it, it, it's not you know not as popular as say the Tour de Mont Blanc. Um, which is a good thing but it's certainly if anyone's got any aspirations to kind of trek in other areas especially something like tour de Blanc in europe or go into the big ones like kilimanjaro you know um everest base camp k2 base camp machu picchu any of those it's a great starting point from the trek inside and then as a plus to that if you've got any peak aspirations um it you know the the actual grand paradiso summit itself is a really good kind of practice for other peaks yeah certainly like if you're going to go to, to south america maybe go on the you know the, the, some of the summits in ecuador yeah uh, obviously if you go into nepal and you're taking on island peak and Mera peak uh, or you've got aspirations to climb something like Mont Blanc itself um you know it's certainly one that in, is in is in the build-up to that would yeah. be right up your street and it's
1: very challenging in yeah. own right as well i think yeah because um the peak itself is um, you know, it's covered in snow, um, and there's almost two summits. Yeah. Well, there's only one true summit, but there's a to get to the true summit requires a little bit of sort of scrambly, fixed ropey, rocky hands and feet sort of climbing. Nothing sort of overly technical. You don't have to be Alex Honnold to get up there. Yeah. But at uh, the same time, it offers quite a good challenge, I think. So when you get to the top, you sort of like get in. But I think there is just below the true summit. That's where they've put the uh, Madonna uh, statue. That's right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's generally where I would say ninety percent of um of the of the climbers get to. Yeah. Um. You know, trekkers and climbers. Yeah. And then there is that extra section which you can do. Um. You know, if you've got the ability and the confidence. Um. To do it, but I'll be honest. We obviously didn't go to the summit when we went there. We did no. sort of um. I'd say an express tour, but it was a hardcore express tour. We're talking fourteen-hour <laughs> days every day for a week. To kind of get the full grip of the park. And I would say, I think it's, I actually think it's rather special in a couple mm-hmm. of ways because the Tour de Mont Blanc, although it's amazing, you go through, you know, three yeah. different countries. I think if you, what you're after is maybe something a little
0: quieter, a little off the beaten track. Um, <laughs> Plus, more wine and cheese than you'll ever need. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I've never had so much. Uh, yeah, it, it's all there. Um, certainly. Um, an absolutely uh, gorgeous place to, to trek, um, and you know, it's in terms of the the, the the views as well. It's it's just as beautiful as anywhere you go, really. You know? I I just want to interrupt us briefly I knew you were to say, because on.
1: Stuart Haddon. Let's I just want to um, bring him in. Let's bring him in. He's actually out he in Ecuador. Stuart for the, Haddon for the third time. Um, he's gone out to Ecuador. <laughs> he is something of an Ecuador specialist. I was gonna um, say when going to
0: this is his third trip. And, yeah, and he is <laughs> and he has
1: summited Mount Chimborazo. Oh, um, fantastic which is seriously a big, big, big a beast beast. And Stuart, so proud of you here, mate. Yeah. We were all celebrating for you when we got the news. Yeah. Um, you know, in a way that we haven't done since we probably got our first summit of like Island Peak or something like
0: that. We were yeah. like, Oh, get in, you know, he's done it. So uh mate, we haven't had any other Evertrekkers on top of Chimborazo. It's been a no. really tough peak to summit. Because of weather and, and and obviously other issues. And Stuart, you'll know, you know, you've been out there a few times now. It's obviously been a little bit of unrest out there as well over the years. You know, yeah, some countries. Stuart's been through the ringer. I think he's
1: um, he's been out there when there's been like protests and yeah. shutdowns and curfews and bad
0: weather. Third times a charm.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, done an awesome job, mate. Awesome
0: job, yeah. Stuart. Thank you very much for uh, putting you on the live. I know it's Stuart's been a while, but no, it's um. And, and the summits of fire is, uh, you know, is a beast of a trip. You know, you're looking at you know, three or four, um, if you get to do Chimborazo, you know, summits over, you know, like essentially they're all Kilimanjaro heights. You know, they're yeah. all tough. Chimborazo is higher than that, um, and Chimborazo is the one that's the one that's closest. It's to the, the um, space to space. It's
1: the furthest point, um, I think, from the center of the earth. There's a lot yeah. of interesting facts about Chimborazo yeah. um, because it sits on the equator. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 the furthest point from the centre of the Earth. So it's pretty cool, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not it, near Grand Paradiso, but it's, uh, you know, <laughs> no, it's you can just about see Grand Paradiso from just the, about, from the just summit. About, yeah, yeah. But yeah, congratulations, Stuart. Uh, yeah, but yeah, thanks, back, back to Grand Paradiso. It is amazing, and um, I think when we did it, so we went there every yeah. single day. Get up super early, um, you know, drive to a new destination, explore yeah. that destination. Um, And then sort of go and sample a lot of the local, um, you know, food, drink, wine, product, all that sort of thing. Um, And when we came back from it, me and you were both saying this could be a really good place to go because it's kind of off the beaten path. It's got everything we like to sort of combine. So it's got a big peak, high altitude peak. You've got animal wildlife. Yeah. You've got like amazing food, really great
0: classic refugios. You know, oh, those refugios are great, aren't they? I, yeah. I know we're not just trying to sound Italian here. Uh, they actually do call them refugios, yeah. um, uh, but they're refuges essentially where um, you know you can obviously stay for the night. If you've ever been in, um, I'd say that they're definitely nicer in terms of Nepalese tea house, but similar in terms of they, they've they got a lot of accommodation. They've got a big kind of communal area where you have food and there might be a fire or a stove there. It's yeah. so very similar to Nepal, but obviously because of where they're at, um, you know the, the 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 bigger buildings and and they're they're really nice. As you yeah. get higher, they do become more basic, like like anywhere. Um, especially you've got the uh, I think it's called the Emmanuel Refugio, which is the one at base camp essentially before you go for the summit. Yeah, um, that's where everyone starts. To, you know, before you get to kind of crampon point, really, where you put on your crampons and you know you're on you're on snow and ice then before you go for the summit. Um, all going well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that kind of the the refuge the refugios um you know the lower down really you know, they're not luxury but they're really nice and as you get higher they get basic yeah um you know ready ready to take on the summit john little sign up for grand Paradiso so july 25 can't wait awesome awesome well done john hopefully um you know that well that, that'll be here before you know it yeah uh flushing toilets true yeah some of them have i believe uh obviously i've not been to the the, the ones at the top, but the, the ones down the bottom definitely had flushing. Definitely toilets. had flushing toilets. Yeah, um, which is uh,
1: always a, always a bonus, right? Also, one of the areas we went to, yeah, possibly Val mm-hmm. um had a natural sparkling water spring. Oh, that was that was your favourite, wasn't it? Uh, it was it was a it was a great experience because uh, <laughs> as a sparkling water drinker myself, you yeah. know, I, I do think I divide society into two halves: those that drink fizzy water and those that don't. I'm a fizzy one. Yeah, you are. Let me know. Hashtag fizzy. Hashtag still. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) hashtag still. Yeah. But um, (laughs) so we went there, and they were like, "Do you want to try this natural spring water?" Um, Yeah, that was great. Oh, by the way, it's also sparkling. Amazing. Went down in my bottle. It tasted like blood because it's a really (laughs) coppery, metally sort of taste, and apparently it's supposed to be really good for you. I don't know. I I didn't drink it, but uh, I mean, (laughs) I had like two swigs. I was like, "Pour the bottle back uh, in the (laughs) spring." Yeah, but.
0: yeah it, it is amazing but it's a cool spot it's a really unique i think you know you go on any of these tracks you know, you're looking forward to the trekking part but always i like to think even if you go to nepal people then fall in love with Kathmandu, or they'll you know it, maybe it's it's about lukla as well because you're flying into the mountains um there's always there's always something that's a little bit different than the actual trek that that makes it special yeah um what's different about the one uh that's coming up in august I don't know, Dave. What's is it and Is it in August?
1: It's in August, yeah. Is it? It's in August. So okay. um, there's a trip coming up in. Uh, it's on the. Um, it's on the 26th of July. Um... <laughs> actually,
0: I'm gonna be, you know, what, I'm going to give you a pass because it's actually to the first of August. To the first of August. So it is. It does take place in August, right? That, that, there
1: is a section. It is. Of it I was the, thinking,
0: Dave, the the, the, the the trip
1: home. No, you've done it. You've done remarkably well there. Yeah. Great
0: um, stuff,
1: but yeah. actually, we've got a trip on the 26th of July. Um, where both myself and Andy are actually yeah. going out to um, Grand Paradiso to uh, reach the summit. Yeah. So if any of you guys wanted to join us um, and actually trek with myself and Andy, um, just think of it as like a week-long Tuesday tune-in whilst also you know trekking in Grand Paradiso National Park in Italy, yeah. getting a 4,000 plus metre summit in. Um, plenty of good times laughter had by all, um, but yeah, every so often, sort of once a year, we like to do a trip. Uh, we, we, do. we, we, call them dandy trips in the office. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, I'll go with it. I'll yeah. go with it.
0: And, um, <laughs> but last year, well, October was, um, Mount Toubkal. Yeah. And we had a, it was a fantastic time. We had a nice group over there in Morocco, uh, taking on Mount Toubkal for the weekend. It's a little bit longer, you know, a few days longer. Um, but it's a fantastic trip, yeah. uh, you know, in Europe. Uh, so it's not far to travel um italy really really cool place um you know you fly into milan Malpensa airport um so obviously we're all, all the group will meet there um, and we'll take the the, the kind of it's a couple of hours transfer really up towards grand parody so um and we'll be trekking for a few days uh, so i think it's four days before we actually get to the base of the mountain um, and yeah then we'll be taken on the summit uh, and there's a couple of days either side yeah as well so yeah it's a really really good uh, you know kind of kind of unique itinerary really that we put together and you know if you do fancy joining us it would be awesome um obviously myself and dave uh gonna be um, you know taking on the peak as well um you know we've got a few other trackers booked in so there are there are some spaces uh and if you're keen to do that uh, i think we've uh, i think jody has put the link in there jody is on the running yeti she's on the comments today um so i'll put the link in here there we go i'll bring it up um so yeah our holidays at grand paradiso peaks passes paradiso have a little look on there And also, as well, there's a code, Dave, right? Uh, Yeah, there there is a special code, and I'm going to remember what it's called because it's (laughs) GPS 200. So if you um, great, Gary's come with us, awesome, awesome. Hey, Gary, looking forward to trekking with you, mate. Um, Anyone else that fancies? Yeah, if you do, GPS 200. um, There's 200 pound off that actual trip. Yeah. Um, If you're looking to come in July, August this year. Obviously, we know it's not million miles away, but it'd be great if anyone fancies coming along with us. Um, There's an opportunity. So we thought we drop that in today for
1: you yeah i think we can't talk about grand paradiso in such detail yeah and you know get them so excited to track <laughs> with uh with dave and andy and then not throw them a little cheeky bonus you know exactly. to uh to exactly. get in but it would be amazing if you guys would come with us because um yeah. yeah we love we love those sort of trips and it's very rare even that me and andy get to sort of do a trip together these days so we decided well if we're going to do a trip together. Let's open it up. Why not? Let's open it up and, and get some customers with us because uh, it's a it's a great experience and um yeah never feels like work exactly always fun always fun. Um, what was your what would you say if I asked you what was your favorite memory of the Grand Grandparent? Obviously, we didn't do the summit and we didn't really do a lot of trekking, but we yeah. did see a lot and
0: experience mm-hmm. a lot. What would would you say is one of the highlights for you of Paradise National Park? Um, I definitely enjoyed the food. Um i can't, mm. can't get around that but no the trek inside i think um, we went this part of it it's like basically it's the old area where um, uh, basically it was the uh, it was quite they had royalty back in the day and all the land there that basically that you, you're hiking through mm-hmm. and they got some of the old buildings from um, some of the old um, i think it was called i think they were margarita i think the, the margarita region but they were the royals of that region. Yeah. So it was the it was the king. Grand Paradiso was the king's private hunting. Reserve. Exactly. It was it was his reserve, and that that's why it was preserved. Yeah. Um. And then obviously it's opened up over the years, and I think I quite enjoy the history side of it. Um. So that was quite cool. But just trekking through, like we were trekking through some of the forests, and then you you kind of looking up, and you've got you know the ice and the snow and the ruggedness of the mountains there. I think I absolutely yeah that that's got to be it. I think the visuals. The visuals. Yeah. yeah I think for,
1: for me, what I really you know me and animals.
0: You like, yeah, okay. like
1: got a thing for animals? Yeah, and when, well, I just, I just, I don't know what it is, but when you go to a, a place in the world that you've never been to before and you're taking on a challenge and things like that, yeah, it enriches it for me. If there's like some yeah. wildlife that I can look at and take some photographs of. I mean, you know me, I really, I, I'm i not a great picture taker, but if I see an animal. <laughs> don't take any. Never take any. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's I okay because I, I, I take enough animals. Nine times out of 10, if I'm traveling, I'm traveling with you. I'm yeah. looking at the same thing you're looking at, and it's you're true. taking a better picture than me. So why would I bother taking one? <laughs> but anyway, but I will take a picture of animals and um yeah. one of the things they're very proud of over there, it's the symbol of the national park, is the um Ibex. Yeah. Um they're massive. Huge thing.
0: Massive. With like the massive horns and stuff it's like that. It's mad though, because they're um giant goats, essentially, right? Essentially, yeah, yeah. But they're they're nothing like goats, really.
1: I mean not like suppose they have horns, but they're yeah, but they they are sort of like what I would like. Hey, Jim, it's how like, are you doing? It's like a prehistoric goat. Yeah, if you ask me, it's got these massive. huge big horns, and they move in vast herds, and yeah. they're so sort of desensitized to the to humans being around that they you know they'll walk right past you. Yeah, and I remember one highlight for me was when um, and it was quite early on day two or three when we were all just kind of chilling and we had some free time, and I went and just sat on the grass yeah. in the sun and. Kind of, like, closed my eyes for a little bit, and when I woke up, I was like, surrounded by ibex. And I was like, Oh, that's god, right. I remember that. I was yeah, like, surrounded bad. by ibex. I was like, Oh my god, uh, <laughs> and, I get and um, scary. yeah, no, I love that. And also, there's loads of other things like marmots, they're quite funny to look at, quite cute, yeah. Um, they're kind of like what do you call them, marmot? It's, like a, it's are...
0: like a kind of ground almost, beard. yeah, like um, like groundhogs, <laughs> but they're yeah, like, yeah, anyone's seen Groundhog Day, maybe historically, groundhogs by this big. Uh, yeah, they're actually yeah. quite interesting creatures. The Marmot-y. Uh the marmot, yeah. And then
1: you've got the uh, chamois, the chamois, yeah, little deer, beautiful, T- tiny deer, smaller than
0: the than the ibex, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it's, no, it's great. It's a great little place. Great little place, And Yeah. Just um, just a reminder as well because um, I'd hate to uh, not talk about this, uh, but obviously if you've been part of our competition in the last couple of weeks, um, uh, today is actually the last day um, for all bookings. Um, if you wanted to book in for one pound. So if you are jumping on that monthly payment with us, you can book in for one pound right now on any future trip. Um, that goes for Grand Paradiso as well. So you can do that for any future trip. Um, uh, but obviously if you want to jump on a payment plan um, and obviously if you've joined um, the, the the competition, there are runner-up prizes. We've had a lot of people who say they, 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 you know, to pass them on and and to offer them out. And, you know, it's obviously a little bit of a thank you for joining us in that competition. So do let us know if you're interested um you know you can get um you know 200 pound off your trips um at the moment We're, and that's that's all of our trips over 1600 pounds yeah um you know so if you go into grand paradiso or you go in somewhere like everest base camp or machu picchu or Kili or k2 base camp whatever you're going um you know if you do that today it is the last day um you know we have given <laughs> it's up till midnight so you know it's, it's a couple of couple of hours longer than what cinderella got at 10 pm so you have got a little bit more time but yeah, definitely get um, get on it and get booking um, if you're looking to join us on a trip. because- um, C-
1: Cinderella, was 10 p.m., was it? I think it was,
0: yeah. Well, like I, thought, I thought it was midnight. Maybe I'm wrong. That's a Googler. Maybe it's somewhere around. Who knows? Well, maybe you've got the same as Cinderella then. Yeah. Just don't leave your. Either way, it's going to be
1: upstairs. It's going to be a magical experience. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Julie Snowden, she's booked for uh,
0: Annapurna Basecamp. Hey, Julie, how are you awesome. doing? Awesome. Hope all is well. Awesome. Annapurna Basecamp. You... Love it. How are you feeling about that? best one pound i've ever spent yeah i bet i bet um see andrew knows like he's, he's, he's saying midnight yeah he knows cinderella well so yeah he's uh i just thought 10 p.m's an obscure time I for like a, for a magical spell why did i say 10 p.m
1: i don't know who knows you've got 10 p.m on the <laughs> brain but um yeah uh
0: yeah i mean it is a, like the, oh all the same as cinderella midnight fine you can all be cinderella's there we go yeah I had to try and make a bit of a reference. Who's there. that on? The, is that Jodee? Is it is that Jody on the commentary? Yes, reckon, yeah. So she's she knows, you know, she she knows a lot about Disney and 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 that kind of stuff. And Cinderella was also running. You know, that's why she left her slipper. Around. You know, she dropped yeah. her glass slipper. So yeah, always a in a rush. What was it a rush? Yeah, slow down.
1: Um, I, I but you know it worked out in the end because uh, was it Prince Charming? Was he the one? I think it was. He went looking for the foot, didn't he? That fit the slipper. That's it. Yeah. I mean. Not to dismiss the plot of Disney, but there's probably a lot of girls out there with the same foot size. <laughs> but maybe it was like was cu- maybe it was like custom molded like a, Is a plot. Yeah, whole? yeah, it's a plot hole. Custom, anyway, custom you know, oh yeah, listen, Fabio, I've never seen Cinderella, so I I just I just know <laughs> the story. Maybe it was the royalty of the people who existed in Grand
0: Paradise, so maybe that's was based on that's a look.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, join know. us next week for our deep dive into <laughs> Cinderella. Into Disney. Um I know exactly. But no, watch Julie.
0: What's your favorite Disney movie? Oh, I quite like Lion King. Never
1: seen it. God, I see it. I would say Sword in the Stone. That's good. I like good. Sword in
0: the Stone. That's good, yeah, I like that. I like, yeah. That's
1: strong. I do quite like um, Alice in Wonderland as well.
0: It's really weird. Well, because of how crazy it is. Yeah, it's just mental. Yeah. Yeah. It is good, it is good. And you know, this is, see? Jodie's with me on Lion King. Jodie's with- See what you're <sighs> missing out It's in, so predictable there? though. It's, yeah, but
1: no, it is. I, honestly, I haven't seen it, and I'm not gonna watch it in case it replaces my favorite, which is Moana. I do quite like um... <laughs> Nice Laura. I do love Moana. What's the What's the the Llama one? The Lama? Em- Emperor's New
0: Groove. I do like the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, as you know well. what? I've never seen that one. Oh, that's really believe good. it or not. The Emperor's seen New Groove.
1: Is, is top top level.
0: No, I've never seen that one. Um, Lion King, Aladdin. I actually quite like Beauty and the Beast. I Thought that was a good story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aristocats. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Arista, this, this is what the live's about today. Yeah, all <laughs> yeah. about Disney. Yeah, <laughs> um, there we go. What's Jodie said? Make sure to check out the discounts in members' area. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Do we discounts on Disney? <laughs> <laughs> no, not discounts like... for Disney. Let's get away from it. Disney. No, but that is right. Yeah, um, if
1: you want to buy a new um uh, uh
0: shoe because you've left one running for the carriage, um, well, as Jerome said, there, did she leave a glass trekking boot as she ran away? Well, maybe that's like the current version, right? If she's on an, is that an Trek version of a Disney Cinderella movie? I'll be honest, I, uh, that would be fun. I've had some trekking
1: boots that are probably as comfortable <laughs> as uh, felt like they we were made of glass. Um, <laughs> Brilliant, yeah,
0: amazing. Um, just, just swiftly moving on from Disney, then uh, we'll get back to the trips. Now, I feel like we've given Grand Paradiso a lot. Any questions around Grand Paradiso? Do let us know because it is like a new trip. You know, we understand that, especially with new trips, there might be. You know, like you know, how long is the trekking? What are the kind of day to day look like? Um, how hard is the peak? How technical is it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, best time to go, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, we're going to, lots of this is on the trip page, but if anyone has any questions around that, especially, you know, around any other trip as well. So if there's anything that, any other trips and anything that's on your mind, um, you know, with regards to, to thinking about, like, right, okay, I've got some questions about that particular trip. Could be Everest Base Camp, of, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be Kilimanjaro. Match P. you any questions? Drop them in. I know we've had a few anyway, but just so we can, yeah. Um. Bring that up. Uh, Laura Twist has asked, uh, "Is it self-supported?" Uh,
1: question. Uh, no, guided. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we there'll be uh, a guide that'll take you around the trekking area and up to the uh, summit of Grand Paradiso. Yeah. Um. Um. Yes, yeah, so we use local Italian guides that have yeah. a lot of experience in the area um and then yeah the refugios all italian run so same process that we use in pretty much all of our trips um yeah um, the only thing you've got to carry really is sort of the day pack the what's great about grand paradiso is that although it's like a great wilderness it's actually also very well connected yeah you know like a lot of um, trails and roads there yeah like a lot of sort of alpine mountain ranges and things like that yeah. there are roads that sort of connect the main villages so we'll go there via the wilderness route but um we'll send a vehicle with the, with the bags and everything to the um on the on the on the the tarmac route
0: yeah nice nice yeah exactly it's a good question though laura um you know because we know there's a lot of self-guided um trips in europe um you know because it's well marked i'd say Grand Paradise is a little bit different there are some self-guided things we, we, we don't necessarily do that um all of our trips are guided right now um yeah but in terms of the baggage and stuff, yeah, it does get kind of moved around for you. So yeah. you can, you can just, you can just move with your, your backpack. Um, and again, on, on summit night, um, you know, you can leave your stuff down in the refugio, um, before you tackle the summit and obviously come back down. So similar yeah. to say, if you're climbing Kili or Merapi, peak, you know, it stays at the kind of highest camp you're at, you go and get the summit, get back down. And then your, your gear is still there. Yeah. Same sort of process. Um, um, when you're on the summit there,
1: Gaza, disaster. Uh, are we in need of pay, it. cash, food, and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Um. So not for food on Grand Paradiso, um, because we've got the um the the there's only there's far fewer lodges and things like that than there yeah. is on the Tour de Mont Blanc. Um, so we're able to sort of get relationships and arrange the meals and stuff like that. It's only on Tour de Mont Blanc where you need to carry cash for lunches. But Grand Paradiso, um, no, you all you're all covered by us. The only thing you need cash for, obviously, is tips at the end. Um, and we yeah. normally recommend about 10% of the trip cost um to um
0: for each from each trekker to yeah. uh, to guide Yeah. Exactly. For your guides and anyone that's uh, assisting you on the way. Um I know it's a little bit different in Europe, isn't it, with tips? Um, you know, I know there's other countries where tips are you know, almost, you know, culturally expected. Um, but, you know, we still recommend giving tips on on um, the Tour de Mont Blanc, uh, Tour de Mont Blanc. because there was a question about yeah, Tour de Mont Blanc there yeah. from Jerome uh, on in Italy as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, same in, you know, if you're on the Tour de Mont Blanc, similar with the guides. Um, but I think any, you know, any anytime you're carrying cash or card, um, if you do want to get any, you know, a beer somewhere, or if you want to get some souvenirs, you know, if it's worth carrying your card or a bit of cash on you, um, depending on how you usually operate around europe um but most of them take card as well yeah um, the refugios that they generally they have kind of connection up there um so it's, it's you know again i know it's it's remote because in the mountains but because of the geography it's not a million miles away from uh, civilization um so it does have some of the usual things that the amenities and and connection that you wouldn't get on some of our more remote trips yeah um, like Everest Base camp for instance or and a perna base K2 is probably the extreme of that. There's not much up there at all. Yeah. Um, you know, it's more wilderness essentially. But yeah, good questions yeah. though. Jerome's asked a good one. Yeah. Just around Tour de Mont Blanc. Will he need helicopter evacuation insurance? I know well, they'll still you still need the
1: insurance. Still need the insurance. So the reason why yeah. we, um I get people um like Jerome often ask us, not like Jerome, but as the customers <laughs> along with Jerome yeah, yeah. will ask us questions like, will I need helicopter evacuation insurance for this trip and that trip? I think that stems from the um, Everest base camp mindset, yeah. which is that you need to have it specified in your cover in order to, for it to be valid in Nepal. Yeah. Where a lot of other um, travel insurance trips that cover you for trekking in the Alps and things like that, they do sort of, it's, it's sort of rolled into the policy anyway. Um, And that's because um, in Europe, obviously, the there's proper mountain rescue and things like that that operates slightly differently. Um, So what I would suggest is that, yeah, go to the usual suppliers, True Traveller, Big Cat, Campbell Irving, those guys. And um, yeah, just get get a policy that covers you for trekking in in Europe. up to the correct altitude and it might even specify in the alps and things like that but yeah my understanding is that you don't necessarily have to specify that you want helicopter insurance because there are maintenance rescue teams and things
0: exactly like that. So. yeah and, and it's definitely because it is a lower altitude um there are um you know lots of insurances do cover up to a certain altitude so definitely have a check um there we go i know there's this one there for what insurance do you need for every space camp but if you go on there we'll give you the links to insurance companies that also do yeah the tour de Montblanc long stuff as well um, obviously we haven't got one specifically for that but not even if you go to like true traveler um, that again is, is 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 in that article um that jody's put in um it will have specific insurances for specific places or heights so have a little look and i know um uh, with regards to certain it depends on the age um, obviously, your age, you know, there's certain companies that are better, like Campbell Irvine, for example, um, that, you know, it's, it's easier and cheaper to get insured. Some companies don't insure after a certain age, which is a bit nuts. But, you know, it that's their decision. But, yeah, there, there are other companies out there that you can get some insurance yeah. for you.
1: Exactly. Um, I've got a couple of questions come in. Um, so, Nigel Hawkes has asked, is the 15K limit on the EBC lane Gosh. to Lucla, both the rucksack and bag? Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, they obviously they weigh your uh, both your bags, but they don't weigh yeah. you. You know, so we be clever about it. Keep your you know heavy camera equipment, battery packs on you. Empty your water out. Wear your boots, that type of thing. Exactly. Um, and then put the two bags together, and they they do get
0: weighed. Um, yeah, so that's that's that one. Um, we're I, just just off the back of that as well, I know because obviously that question you know is brought up a lot, and it's definitely it can be challenging. <laughs> you know, a lot of people do have. Uh, you know some challenges to get it under 15 kgs and it's it's brought on really by uh the, the Nepalese Aviation Authority mm-hmm. um you know it is it is hard um you know we've been there ourselves um you know between us we've, we've trekked to Everest base camp almost 10 times and you know it's um it has been a challenge sometimes my bag is definitely heavier because I've got all my camera gear and laptops and stuff like that you know work work travels um so it's there are certain things you've got to take into account but yeah definitely if you know it is possible a lot of ever trackers you know we have similar challenges and you're trying to be ruthless for what you're actually taking but as dave said if you can squeeze it in your pockets and things they don't weigh you as long as it's not massively too heavy it won't affect anything um you know because you look at the variables in terms of people size you know uh, because they don't weigh you so clearly there's some extra kgs to play with there um, but yeah, it's just part of their process. And what we don't want is your bag to get taken off and not to follow you because it causes it causes issues then, especially if there's weather delays and things like that. So yeah, aim for um, uh, you know 15 kgs uh, and and you'll be just fine. Yep, awesome.
1: Um us have a Laura twists. Um, yeah, hey, Laura. what height
0: is the is Grand Paradiso? Oh, here we go. We got do, it. Do you know it? Yeah, it's just over four thousand. I think it's four zero six one. Is it 40... It yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yes, got it. Yeah, four zero six one. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so just over four thousand meters. Uh, as Dave said, the highest peak solely in Italy. Um, yeah, and it's it's quite a rugged summit as well. It's um, you know I suppose while we're we're on the we're talking about the summit itself. Um, and just to give that a bit of airtime, yeah, it's it's not technical, but there's a bit of exposure. So, yeah. uh, as in, you know, there, there is there are some uh, you know pretty big drops uh, as you're on the summit. They don't once you get to the Madonna. There's an option there. I'd say the Madonna. You know, there's, there's no music going on here. There's uh, a yeah. like the statue, statue, statue of the Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in Italy. You know, <laughs> um, and essentially the uh, most people stop there, and you know you're on the summit ridge. It's classed as you know, the four summit is classed yeah, as a summit that counts as the as reaching the summit yeah. exactly but if you if you want to and, and whoever's technically comfortable um you can do some fixed ropes and um, essentially you're up then um it's like a bit of a scramble mm-hmm. um you know it's not actually climbing but it is a scramble um to get to the actual summit it's a little bit higher yeah um that you know i mean we, um, we will do it if we can but not everyone has to yeah because i think you've got to go up
1: Get to the summit, but then you down climb, yeah, down and around, yeah. So there aren't people going up and down the same tiny ridge because yeah. otherwise, then you risk injury. Exactly. So, I think actually, for me, it's not getting up that would be the <coughs> scary bit, it would be the down climb.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: uh, down like climbing down is always harder than climbing up, yeah. um, you know, for visibility sake and stuff like It's not like mega technical but it probably would push the boundaries of someone that hasn't done any climbing yeah. at altitude and perhaps isn't used to the exposure. Yeah. Um Agreed. but again we we play it by ear, you know um you know it is possible to do but it's not necess- it's not necessary to reach the the summit and to to count the summit. Exactly.
0: And, and and most of the time there's snow on it as well. Um now I know we're going in in the kind of summer months. Um you know obviously we're going in July is one in, in August as well. Uh, obviously if we go in next year. So the summer months but there's still snow on it um and quite considerable snow because of you know you are so high and there's like a massive glacier on there so it's pretty rugged um but the actual route itself is non-technical to get to the madonna yeah um you know any experience that anyone's got you know on crampons or ice axe Um, uh, stuart no problem about the lateness (laughs) no i hope all is well stuart um yeah i'm just talking a little bit about grand parody so yeah with the um you know if you do have an opportunity to jump onto winter skills um, i know we we've actually got one this weekend uh yeah, which yep. is, is fully booked unfortunately but we do have one at the end of the year um in december which is the first one of kind of next winter um which is really valuable i know obviously for anyone got a grand party so not so much this year but for anyone thinking about it the the winter skills is a fantastic weekend i uh, say so we look on second one of the year this weekend. yeah no candles uh, yeah i can't
1: probably recommend that enough really in terms yeah. of if you are planning on doing anything that requires like crampons and an ice axe and a helmet harness, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, even on our normal training weekends, the guys yeah. show you that level of equipment. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of crampons and ice axe use, really, you can. Yeah. You know, our guys are so good at that. Um, <clears throat> and I just think it just gives you a level of peace of mind. You know, that one of the mm-hmm. things that uh, I was, I'm always nervy about is if I'm going to do something properly yeah, for the first time with no practice, you always get a bit nervous, like, ah, oh, try not be able to do it. Like, am I going to be okay? I had the first feeling when I went on my first ski holiday.
0: Okay, so yeah, those you know, those concerns. You're thinking, of, oh, I fall over. Yeah, I
1: slip. How do I how do I do it? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, like, oh, am I practice enough? Am I going to get myself into trouble? Then I did my lessons. Yeah. And now I love it, and I don't worry about it at all. <laughs> so it's the same. Treat treated like anything else. You know, the more time you put into gaining yeah. the 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 skill and knowledge, the better you are
0: on the mountain. Yeah. Exactly. Well it's like anything. I think you're expanding your comfort zone. Like clearly your comfort zone around that particular skill was very narrow. And everything out of it was like, oh my god, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna slip, I'm gonna die. You know, whereas excuse me, Uh, whereas Mm -hmm. as that's got you know, as that's expanded now, Your area of comfort, which is where you want to operate, in that, you know, it means it is less risk, yeah. Um, you know, is is bigger and and you enjoy it more. I suppose that goes for anything really. Um Laura asked another question there is uh if there's snow on the during summer is there any avalanche risk around there it's a good point is I suppose any mountain I mean that you have snow on is it, there's always a risk of anything yeah not on the route though I don't think because not on the actual uh, route itself you know? yeah I mean um, so
1: I mean there's a lot of you hear a lot of stuff about um there's a recent avalanche I think in France wasn't there where sadly some skiers yeah there was some fatalities yeah but um when you go on the winter skills weekend one of the skills that they'll teach you is about sort of spotting avalanche risk and it's to do mm-hmm. with the gradient of the snow and things yeah. like that the history of avalanche in the area um, where we go it's uh, on Mount, on grand paradiso there's, there's no risk of it no um obviously you're in the alps so there's snow capped peaks pretty much
0: all year round right i mean yeah because you've got basically it's like almost like permafrost because it's so high um you know the temperatures are always pretty low up there um, and I think, yeah, because the, in, in terms of avalanche risk, because you're on the ridge, um, you know, and that is, is is essentially the snow is on top of rock and, and ice, essentially. Um, you know, it's pretty stable, um, you know, but your guides, that's why we got guides, you know, in terms of taking you on the, the safest route. Um, anytime it's in the mountains, you know, they are mountains and, and is an element of danger. Anytime you're in any mountains, even, you know, we're on, we're on Penavan, as we said earlier, but so you, you've got to be cautious with that. But that's why we, you know, on lots of these big trips, we do guide them um, because it minimises the risk, it manages the danger as much as we can, anyway. Uh, and that is is also looking at route, um, yeah. as Dave said, um, you know, a month or so ago when we we, we talked about um, rep, rep um, you yeah. know, and part of that is route. Um, talking about the mountains, uh, you know, so the R in W R E P is is about route, and 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 we look at that in terms of okay, what what's our route in terms of taking to the summit. Um, and what's the danger level on that route and is it, is it manageable? And, you know, it's pretty popular on that one. So yeah, sorry, Laura, I know that there's a big, big answer there, but I hope that, um, hopefully gives you an idea of, of what it's like. And uh, just a little Google, really, if you Google, uh, Grand Paradiso, so yep. uh, I know we've got lots of pictures and things on the, on the website. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it should have, uh, you can, you can picture then, of, you know, what it's going to be. So yeah, hopefully that, um yeah hopefully that answers your
1: question awesome and um yeah just to confirm there are yeah. two spaces left on the march winter skills date ah really um, yeah nice. d- okay just, just been just been nudged just be nudged to let them know great yeah. um andy said hi guys uh, i can't get to the winter skills how ah. much is covered in the stodonia weekend or should i get extra training too yeah. thanks good question mm-hmm. i think in terms of the the sort of peaks that we do what's covered in our weekends yeah. is more than enough to kind of get you there because a lot of the yeah. treks that we do are non-technical <sighs> You know, so you're not going to learn how to require to sort of ice climb, you know, a frozen waterfall, or yeah, you know. The, but the most thing we'll do is teach you sort of from the basics. You know, yeah, how to put p- how to put crampons, uh, crampons, <laughs> how to put crampons on, how to walk in them, how to use them correctly. Yeah, um, you know, and you'll be walking on some mixed terrain and things like that. There's some snow rock ice that type of thing how to self-arrest with an ice axe how to use the ice axe for stability how to cut steps in the snow if you are in a position where the gradient's too steep to walk up you can use it Um, and honestly most of the skill that you need in order to up something like grand paradiso island peak Mera is just walking in them to be honest with you that's what you need to learn how to do
0: yeah
1: Um, it's good to sort of do the snowdonia weekend um, and then or uh, like some training like that And then from there on, you'll be able to judge. And most people who do go on to learn more stuff is because they love it and it's fun and they want to learn more. Exactly. Um, But I mean, the only thing I would recommend as a little extra is if you were doing something like Island Peak. Yeah. Um, there's some ladders and things like that, that you need to cross, aluminium ladders. So it might be worth buying an aluminium ladder, putting it against the wall, practicing climbing it, using the the rungs of your crampons. That's good, good practice. And then another thing is put it between two milk floats, uh, yeah. milk milk crates. Yeah. And then just get someone to hold your hand as you like walk across it so you can get used to foot placement and stuff. Milk floats
0: would be interesting. Milk floats, they're moving. That'd be moved. That'd be interesting. Yeah, you could deliver milk. <laughs> That's like a you're speed doing a glacier, it. right? Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> now it's um, and as Dave said, there any any winter skills. Hopefully, we sorry, Andy. i just reread your question. I take it then. Are you on the Snowdonia weekend with us, which is a training weekend, or uh, I take it you're not going to go on the winter skills? So yeah, with just clarify. Yeah, with the the Snowdonia weekend, it is one of our training weekends that we do. So there's we we don't really do any of the technical stuff on there. Um, that's just uh, trekking, essentially. So all the trekking side of it, the winter skills stuff is is separate uh, to that. Yeah. Um, so we don't really focus on the winter skills on that weekend. Um, that's done our separate one. So yeah, mate. if you are keen on that, I said there, there are two spaces in March. There is one at the end of the year as well. Um, ah, and then Mera in October. So yeah, if you can get out and do some, get some time, uh, you know, we can chat chat through with you um as much as we can but specific training i'd say if you can get out with some crampons and ice axe on the mountains before you go it'll help you some people who, who turn up to Mara peak they haven't done that before just to be you know completely transparent um and some people have and it's just one less thing that you need to think about mm-hmm. when you turn up you know you can learn how to do it it's like learning on the job really you know you the, the guys will show you but um yeah just to if you can, it'll help when you're on Mera, definitely. Yeah. Um, certainly, you know, from all the, the, the kind of, uh, you know, some of the comments and feedback we have of people who've done Mera, because we had um, quite a lot of successful Mera summits last season in the autumn, um, was that Mera really, is, it's not that technical. You know, there's, it, there, there is some fixed rope area there, um, but it's more about the fitness on Mera Peak. Yeah. So if you can focus on your fitness side of it, um, you know, and I know you're, you know, you're into your training, just because, it, it, you know, Summit Day is a toughie. Um, and obviously you're at almost at six and a half thousand meters so any the fitter you are you'll have a better chance of summiting um whereas the technical aspect of it doesn't come into as much as it does maybe on island peak yeah just to kind of throw into the mix there mate so i know you could do this anyway you can smash it um so hopefully uh, and yeah obviously if you're on the snowdoney weekend we'll catch up anyway yeah it's a very good point actually a lot yeah. of the feedback we get from mera is that technically easy yeah yeah
1: like fitness wise a real tough challenge, you know, we've known some real fit guys go out
0: there yeah. and, and say, wow. I was chatting to you. one of our friends, Tam, who summited um, in in November. Um, and I was up in the Cairngorms this weekend, uh, sorry, last week uh, for half term. And, and I caught up with Tam, um, who lives in, in then and we were just chatting about it. And he was t- telling me how physical it was, you know, and he's done Killy, he's done Everest Base Camp, he's done, um, uh, he's done um, uh, Tukal in Morocco with us. Um, an ex-military, so you know he's, he's a fit guy. He's yeah. on it, and, and he found Mera quite difficult, um, you know, from a physical point of view. So yeah, but even he, he was like, yeah, just slow and steady, uh, take it slow. You know, look after yourself, um, but just you know, save some energy for that summit night. You're going to need it. Yeah, but you can do it. <laughs> awesome. Um,
1: yeah. Any more questions,
0: guys? Do fire them over. Yeah. What we what we've got to do? Fire some questions. Um, talk about Lahara. I know we so yes. not, not to to finish this one yet, but we're just talking about next week, and you you've got a live next week with Rosie, right? Yeah,
1: so um Rosie's jumping into next week, and one of the reasons why is because we're bringing um, someone onto the live who's yeah really really doing an amazing job out there with Nepal. So there's a charity that she runs <laughs> called Lahara, um, and what they're aiming to do is to train um people in the kumbu who would otherwise perhaps not have any vocation in sports massage and the idea is to sort of retain you know so because a lot of people when they can't they grow up in the kumbu the kumbu is their home but they're forced to, to leave perhaps to find work particularly the girls and the women because you know they're not able to you know perhaps enter into the world of portering as easily as men so they're often left without a vocation what Lahara do is go out there. They bring expertise and they train um, the girls in sort of um, sports massage, awesome. and it's amazing. And so they can then earn a living, um, and they, they you know they earn a really good living. And also, there's money that's put into the community fund for the Kumbu yeah. as well. That then goes out there to sort of um, help everyone. How's um, it spelled? Andrew. Andrew was asking. L e h a r a. Nice yeah and one of the things that uh, we we did so last season all of um all of the trekkers who went to everest base camp we asked um uh, lahara to get in contact with them and you know make sure that the our team can sort of get booked in yeah um and yeah we've had some amazing feedback that um yeah the like sports massages and things like that have been carried out on our Evertrekkers, they've contributed to providing some income to the people of the Kumbu, yep. to the community fund that goes to help the Kumbu. Um yeah, so there's a blog all about it. Um but yeah yes. next week um, we've got Lisa coming on um yeah we're gonna have a great chat with her and she's gonna tell you a lot more about it. So yeah, really, really good.
0: Um, yeah it was something you know as as you all know, you know, Nepal where we started Um, especially in the kumbu region the everest region um you know it's somewhere that will always remain very close to to all of our hearts and you know having you know an enterprise like lahara to kind of um you know help the area really especially um kind of the, the ladies as well who who can't get certain positions or um you know that it's not usual to guide or porter you know some do um, but it does give them another opportunity to have a bit of employment out there. And also as well, it helps the trekkers um, uh, like yeah. we had um, well, some of our trekkers who went in the autumn would have um, used one of the, be one of the very first customers in Lahara mm-hmm. um, and, and had wonderful things to say about it. So, yeah, I think uh, obviously a chat about it next week uh, with Dave and Rosie um, and Lisa, is it as well? Yeah, yeah, Lisa. So, yeah, yeah, definitely any questions around that area. And I think support in local communities um, you know around the world but obviously in nepal has always been you know big for us yeah um so yeah any questions you've got around that just bring them to next week yeah bring
1: them to next week yeah i mean i could talk about lahara now for about an hour because yeah um you know what i th- i'm just really behind what they do um lahara by the way means um i think it means like trickle really oh, no, it's, it's like so almost okay. like it starts with a trickle you know and when you think about it's it like there's that. a lot of words like that Start like, as a pebble yeah lahara lahar river ah, you know that type of thing yeah, i yeah, think that's, that's where it all comes okay. got from it. It. Got it. um yeah anyway really good so yeah if you, like highly you know encourage yeah. you to uh tune in next week and um yeah have some questions
0: and um yeah talk to lisa nice uh richard how you doing rich i hope all as well um any plans to add summerton yala peak five and a half thousand meters to the langtang valley thinking of this for next year ah mate we honestly when we when we thought about um langtang valley um and and started some trips then obviously we got the the Langtang trip. I know some of our other trekkers are booked in. Um, I think one of our first trips is actually next month in March. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we looking at the the kind of not data, but the, the kind of feedback on on Yala Peak. Um, people prefer the trekking, uh, so that hence the reason why we we actually just do the trek. Um, there might be an opportunity down the line in terms of adding it on um, because essentially it's an extra day, but because of the groups and the itineraries are kind of more or less there in terms of you know we do go up to uh, i think it's called chanjen kyanjen gumpa which is the high point of the trek which is this awesome viewpoint looking down langtang valley um you know if you've watched the um uh, the netflix documentary aftershock uh yeah. which i know is, has been around kind of a year or so now um and, and one of our inspirations really to kind of look at langtang and and growing it again because it used to be a really popular trekking area um and you know there are some benefits it's the close in trekking closest trekking area to Kathmandu so there's no long massive long journeys to the start as much as say flying to a location like Lukla or there's no long journey to start of Annapurna or Poon Hill uh, that area um so it's a really you know it's growing in terms of the trekking side of it um but yeah if we do the Yala Peak add-on um we'll let you know mate um obviously it'd be great to have you on the trek as well and I think you'll really enjoy the trek um, and I'm sure if you did, then we can, we can work out something. But um, at the moment, we don't have a specific itinerary with Yala Peak included, because of our kind of bit of research that we did. Um, maybe in the future, yeah. Because you know we we like we always like to remain quite flexible with our approach. And um, you know, if we have people going out to Langtang, like oh, I really want to go up there, um, then we'll make it happen. You know, if we got enough people. That uh, yeah, Gumpa said there was yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Brilliant. Amazing. I was Andrew years ago, met some British squaddies over there at and Gump. sure they said they were doing Yala peak, Yala peak fit lads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, and oh, great, great to see you out there, Andrew. I know, I know you, you went over there a few years back, um, a number of years back and and yeah, well, how, well, how did you find it? Be interested to hear what it was like yeah. when you went out there. Cause when did you go out there? Was it back in the nineties or um, yeah, noughties maybe? Let us know. Yeah. Amazing. Great stuff. Right. Um, well, like we've, that's some great questions today. Um, I know we, we've talked about Grand Paradiso a lot um, earlier on in the live. But, you know, hopefully answers your questions around all the other stuff we've covered, uh, obviously all the other trips. But, yeah, Grand Paradiso, it is something that, you know, we're really, really excited to, um, you know, to obviously do in July. So, yeah, just last kind of thing, really, if you are looking to do it, don't forget, you can join us. Um, and that's GPS200, uh, the yeah. code to use. Um, do have a little look at the trip and the itinerary. If you fancy coming with us, that'd be great. Uh, obviously, it'd be great to um, uh, to see you on there. And we can't wait to do the summit as well. If you are on any of the training weekends this year, we're really excited um, to uh, obviously to meet you and, and hopefully help you prepare for your trips. Amazing. Um, there's the little link again. Uh, Nigel, how you doing? Nigel Hawks, Me again, off to EBC. Two weeks Friday, wow. Do we know yet we fly from Kathmandu or drive into Ramachap? Dave, uh, it's pretty much all Ramachap these days. Yeah, it's likely going to be Ramachap, yeah. Yeah. I mean, wherever possible, we do try and go from
1: Kathmandu. um, But I would say it's almost certain it'll be Ramachap. If it's Kathmandu, consider it a little surprise bonus. But um, yeah, Ramachap at the minute. So at the minute, pretty much what's going to happen eventually is all air traffic to Lukla will go uh, via Ramachap. They're looking to phase it out of Kathmandu yeah. Airport entirely because obviously it is the international airport. There's issues with air traffic control with these small planes yeah. that have been back and forth. So um, and also you know congestion and things like that. Um, so yeah,
0: almost certainly Ramachap. Yeah, exactly. And having been to Ramachap multiple times, um, it's quite it's quite cool actually. The journey on there, you know, you can't get around it. You know, anything between kind of four to seven hours depending on traffic. Um, you know but it is an area that you know we wouldn't normally get to see yeah um, quite remote part of, of Nepal uh, you know way you know quite far away from Kathmandu so it is very remote um, but yeah it's it's definitely um, it's one of those things it was what was it back in 2019 when we, yeah. we first had to do it and it was something that was kind of forced upon us by the uh, Nepalese Avi- Aviation Authority and, and this is every trekking company um, so luckily we were kind of ahead of the game and yeah, we try to find um uh, there's some accommodation there in a little village called um, mantali which is about an hour from Ramachand. oh there's a lovely hotel oh, yeah <laughs> uh, hotel. one of the best in the area unfortunately but it is one that we do use from time to time some of our trackers do um yeah and it is very basic don't get me wrong um you know probably a little bit more than uh, a little bit more facilities there they in the mountains mm-hmm. um gets you ready for the mountains I'd say but yeah, yeah it's just something um Ramachap is definitely becoming part of the furniture in Nepal. Um, you know and the facilities are getting better. Certainly the airport. When we first went there, it was just an airstrip, it was very basic. It's still a bit chaotic from time, time to time. Um, you know, but it is uh, it is also very close, so it helps in terms of if there are any weather delays. If there's if there's a couple of hour gap, they get loads of flights there, and mm-hmm. and you can imagine then that helps with regards to um, getting people to Lukla. Whereas in Kathmandu, it's further away. Uh, there's not uh, this smaller windows and as dave mentioned anything yeah. to do with any international flights it delays and delays again which is why people get stuck in Kathmandu um so it does help us in that way yeah.
1: uh elaine said do you find the yeah. flights back are normally delayed from lukla uh looking at adding the jungle add on anyway yeah. but thinking about flights back to uk and dates so
0: yeah.
1: uh, i would say not normally no i would say you know with lukla um, you know, yeah. flights do get delayed there like far more than they would at anywhere other airport. Yeah. So it is something that, you know, gets spoken about a lot. <laughs> but actually, if you look at the data, the amount of flights that do go on time is, is far more than get delayed. Yeah. yeah. Um, my personal recommendation is that when anybody books a trip to EBC, just have an extra day on the end. Um, you know, worst case scenario is you've just got a free day in Kathmandu to kind of relax and do some sightseeing under your own steam. Yeah. But, you know, if you do, um, you know, need it in case of any delays, then you're not stressed out to meet your flights or anything like that. But I would say it's a, it's 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 a relatively good chance that you'll go on time. But nothing's guaranteed. So yeah. if you do want to get to Chitwan and you're worried about international flights, the,
0: the the answer is to add more time on at the end of the trip, and that'll keep you covered. Ninety yeah. percent of the time, it, it works out just fine. Um, you know, as Dave said, there delays do happen. Um, we've both been delayed in in Sometimes it's more likely in certain months um, just because of weather and things like that. But, yeah, normally it's fine. Um, And I suppose, yeah, 100% though, if you're looking to do, um, you know, go down to Chipman National Park. uh, It's absolutely beautiful. Went down there um, about about seven, eight years ago. And it was absolutely fantastic place. I know we get a lot of ever trekkers who go there and oh, my God, this is amazing. So, yeah, it's really, it's completely different to the mountains. It's in the Terai region um so you can imagine when you're in the mountain regions it's all quite rugged but the terror region is very flat um towards the border of India and it gets very jungle think of like um jungle book kind of territory you know a lot of forests jungle rivers uh elephants crocs you know uh, yeah tigers it's, it's brilliant really really cool place so yeah I I certainly recommend it if you've got the time yeah yeah definitely Awesome, nice Dave. Um, yeah, I think Andrew. So, everything but the tiger, I mean they're elusive, they are very elusive, but they're probably watching you though, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, been a good, been a good one. yeah, no, really good. Yeah, hopefully, um, you know, we're going to see a few of you on Grand Paradiso with us, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than Thank that, so. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, any any final thoughts? I know we've, uh, again, talked about Grand Paradiso, talked about the yeah, no. talked about our trip. Any final thoughts, Dave? Uh, I think the final thoughts are that um, you should come on the
1: trip with myself, <laughs> uh, myself and Andy. <laughs> um, you know, mainly because uh, I enjoy it so much, getting a big group together, going on a nice little trip and stuff like that. It's exactly. one of my favourite parts of the year. So um, yeah. if you want to make me sad,
0: <laughs> um then don't come but if you would
1: like to uh you know bring this old yeti uh, uh a bit of a birthday treat and uh yeah old well
0: 41 in me
1: that's all right man <sighs> <It's easy. Yeah. laughs>
0: don't go on for your time boy yeah, yeah. um no great stuff well look, have a wonderful week Whatever you're up to i say enjoy your live next week with Ro- uh, rosie and dave um i was gonna say I was going to say rave then, rave or dozy. A <laughs> dozy, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is that is that is that the collective? Yeah. Um, yeah. So have a great time next week, and I'll be back the week after. But um, have a great week and weekend as well before then.
1: Nice one. Uh, but thanks for everything. Take it easy, guys.
0: Bye. Bye.